Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin, from thebluesguitarshow.com. Hope everyone is having a great week out there. Cheers, as always, to my membership subscribers. Cheers to all of you for listening. Cheers to everybody all over the world that is checking out the podcast. Been another really busy week, but it's been absolutely really cool. Um, I'm going to have got a couple of fun updates, actually. Hope everyone enjoyed the interview with Gary Burnside. That was a really, really special one for me. I was um, super psyched about doing that one because he's a player that I've admired for a really long time. And as I say before, it's one of the coolest things that I get to do is chat to all of these awesome guitarists um, and have a bunch of private sessions with other cool people all over the place. You know, it's really good fun. Don't forget if you're uh, if you're interested in private sessions at all. Um, I don't have a lot of space, but I do have some spaces depending on where you are um, in terms of your time zone. Um, you can just hit me up, Ben, at thebluesguitarshow.com and we can go through whatever it is you want to go through. I can just give you some feedback on your playing. We can have a one-off session or we can do something a bit longer term. I have set, I've, uh, students that have sessions every other week, some once a month, some every week, some twice a week. However, I can support you in meeting your guitar playing goals. Now, one of the cool things that I have as an update is I've got more interviews coming. I, I've got one I'm really excited about that should be coming out probably first, second week of August, which is really cool. Uh, another fantastic player from Canada, as well as a couple of guys from the UK as well. Uh, the other thing is that I'm going to be heading out in September over to the Welsh Rockabilly Weekender or the Welsh Rockabilly Fair at the 300 Club. Uh, I'm going to be there all weekend covering it, speaking to artists, guitarists, players, uh, all that kind of good stuff, watching the music, enjoying the, the Rockabilly lifestyle. Um, bands that are playing there that I'm really, really looking forward to seeing, the Go-Getters, the Black Cat Boppers, the Glad Rags, the Sundown Boys, um, the Hurricanes, the Meerkats, loads and loads of good bands. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you're in the area at all, um, I don't know Wales brilliantly well, but it's it's not it's not far away from Cardiff. Um, so yeah, a few hours drive for me. But if you're anywhere near the area, um, I would recommend checking it out. From stuff that I've seen before, it looks like they've run a great festival. It looks like a really fun weekend. Uh, I th- believe they have caravan and camping and stuff available. Um, I'm staying in a motel because um, I don't want to take all my equipment in a tent <laughs> um, but that should be a really good time so I'm looking forward to that now in terms of news this week uh, the only bit of news that I've really seen that's kind of piqued my interest is that Joe Bonamassa is he's launched a USA Spring Tour for 2024 um, he's going to be heading from February he's going to be heading all the way through the US by the looks of it um, a bunch of dates between February and March I'm sure there's going to be more added to that but uh, if you're interested in going to see Joe Bonamassa on tour, I would recommend checking out his website. Um, I also saw, and I can't find it now, but I also saw that Fender released some new stuff. Ah, here we are. We have a couple more um, artist and artist signature range guitars released by Fender. Um, the one that I think is the most interesting, there's stuff like there's the John 5 Telecaster. It's a ghost thing. I actually think it's super ugly. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's it's white, but uh, all the hardware is bright red. Um not my thing at all. Um, but the limited edition Corey Wong Strat, I think, looks really good. Uh, if you don't know who Corey Wong is, he's a fantastic blues player. Really, really worth checking out. Kind of blues, jazz mix. Um, really, really cool. He's a brilliant lead player. Um, this comes in two colours. It's a Strat. So they've got Daphne Blue and Surf Green. Actually, I think the Daphne Blue one is my favourite looking. Um, it's got a white scratch plate or a kind of white tortoise shell scratch plate. Um, features 
It's got Seymour Duncan, Corey Wong, clean machine pickups in it. It's an American ultra-modern D-neck profile, a modified strap body and headstock with a vintage six-style tremolo and deluxe locking tuners. Uh, really nice-looking guitar, I think, if you if you were interested in getting a new Strat, a high-end one, uh, that would definitely be one checking worth checking out. Um, I don't know. I've never bought an artist signature guitar. Actually, no, I tell a lie. I had a I had an acoustic Tim Armstrong Fender Hellcat, but I didn't buy it because it was his guitar. I bought it because uh, I'm left-handed and you can never find the gear that you actually want. Um, so I ended up buying a left-handed Fender that happened to be a Tim Armstrong signature, who's famously a left-handed player as well. Um, but and and it was it was kind of cool. It, it didn't have a it didn't have dots on the fretboard. It had little little cats, um, little Hellcat looking things. I quite liked it, uh, and I liked I liked Tim Armstrong stuff, um, but I never bought it because of that. I never, I've never been one for. I don't really understand the the reason behind buying an artist guitar, unless it's somebody that's like you know, unless it's somebody that you really really love, like you know Steve Ray Vaughan, um, kind of signature model. But there are some really really cool ones, and it's really interesting because when when artists make signature models, they get they tend to get some jurisdiction over the modifications that they make to it. So I think it's really interesting to see what it is they do. I mean, a lot of the time, like this Corey Wong one, what they do is they swap out the pickups, um, which is something that, of course, anyone can do on their uh, on their guitar. There's another one, a Steve Lacey, the People Pleaser Strat, it's called. <laughs> uh, that's a nice-looking Strat. It's a sunburst, uh, kind of with a white pickguard, but kind of tr- cream-coloured uh, hardware in there. Uh, which is nice. It's an older body with a, they call it a chaos burst finish. Uh, looks a lot like sunburst to me. Um, a deep C neck profile and player plus noiseless strap pickup. So that time actually he used, he used um, fenders, fender pickups, uh, custom voice, Steve Lacey chaos fuzz circuit. Oh, that's cool. So it's got a fuzz circuit in it. Let's have a look. Ah, uh, you can, Oh, there's something. Okay. Yeah. The back play looks kind of weird. That's pretty cool. Signature on the back of the headstock, that's standard. Yeah, cool. I can't see where this Chaos Fuzz unit is. If anyone knows, let me know. Oh, okay, right, it's it's in it's inside the circuit. So it's um, raw searing fuzz right at your fingertips. Convenient S1 switch activates the Steve Lacey Chaos Fuzz while the two-known Tob uh, controls the fuzz output level. That's very cool. See, that would be worth trying. I would definitely be up for that. Cool, but they are the new Fender Artist releases uh, so far for 2023. Now, what we are talking about in today's episode is three guitar solos I think everybody needs to learn. And the reason I think that players need to learn these is because I think one of the most difficult things, or one of the things that guys that I speak to a lot um, struggle with, is they kind of struggle with learning the scales versus playing solos. So either they learn a bunch of the scales and they kind of go, cool, I know the scales, I can see them on the fretboard, I've got this kind of map of the fretboard going, but I don't know how to apply them to a guitar solo, how to make it sound like a musical guitar solo. Or they are the opposite kind of player. And try and think about which one maybe you are. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're a bit of one bit of the other, but I have other players that come to me and they can play a bunch of guitar solos or they've learned to play some guitar solos, but they don't really know what it is they're playing. If they play a guitar solo... I go, cool, that sounds really nice. You know, that's the guitar solo from whatever, an ACDC song. Do you know what key you're playing in? Or do you know what scale you're playing? Or do you know what notes you're playing? Uh, the answer is usually, no, not really. Uh, and the problem with both of these approaches is that when we're thinking about improvising blues, which is something that I talk about a lot, it doesn't actually, neither of them are useful. You know, knowing the scales on their own kind of in a vacuum is not useful. 
and knowing how to play other people's guitar solos is cool. Don't get me wrong. I think it's one of the coolest things uh, about playing guitar, but it doesn't help when it comes to improvise because you don't know what it is you're playing. You don't know how those solos are built. So three solos that I think it's really worth everybody learning. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about why, but I would thoroughly recommend checking these solos out. All of them are fairly accessible, meaning that they're not too complicated. One particularly can be complicated depending on the version, but mostly they are not too difficult. The first one is the solo from Stairway to Heaven. Now, I know that this is a very overplayed song and, um, you know, everyone knows the intro part to it. But if you just skip about six minutes in, I think it's five minutes, 55, if I'm right. In fact, I'm sure of that. Five minutes, 55 into the songs when the guitar solo starts. Um, skip the whole first bit of the song, go straight to the solo. The solo, it's in the A minor pentatonic scale, which is a scale that most players start off by learning. It's a lot of it's in position one of the A minor pentatonic scale, but it literally moves from position one to position two to position three. And I think that's really, really useful to know because you can see a real life application for that solo. So let's have a quick listen to it and see if you can hear a little bit. So, of course, that was a live version of the solo, but of course, you can check out the studio version as well. There is countless um, videos on YouTube breaking that one down, but a really good one because it's full of A minor pentatonic licks that you can then take and apply to a 12 bar blues, apply to anything where you're playing and you can use the key of A um, you can use the A minor pentatonic scale over it. So it's a really, really good one to learn for that. Now, the second one is the scale from the song Layla. Now, this is a little bit of a tricky one, but it's really worth sticking with this one. Uh, this one it takes place in the D natural minor scale. Um, so there's two scales and uh, two um, solos in this song. We're just going to take one of them, but both of them pretty much entirely fall within that D natural minor scale, which is the D, E, F, G, A, B flat, C. Um, moving between the 10th and 5th positions and the 2nd, mostly stationed uh, in the 10th position. Uh, they make extensive use of 8th note triplets, which is 3 beats evenly uh, evenly spaced apart per beat. So that's your 1 triplet, 2 triplet, 3 triplet, 4 triplet. So see if you can hear what I'm talking about, but another one that's really worth learning because once you kind of get to grips with the scale that they're using, you kind of go, oh, okay, this all starts to make sense. And then you can go,
Such a classic solo, that one. You can hear it all takes place in that D minor, D minor solo, D natural minor. is really really cool and the one before we know it's all taking place in that it's all in that A minor first so we've had one in the D natural minor one in the A, ma- um, A minor pentatonic and this one's in the E minor pentatonic specifically starting in position 2 of the E minor pentatonic scale this is the solo from the Beatles tune Day Tripper <laughs> That's a really nice short solo to go through. I mean, it's really... Whatever that part is. Um, Really nice little piece there, but also stuff that you can, again, use. It's all about finding stuff uh, that you can firstly play, then finding out what scale it's in, and then seeing how can you use that in something different? How can you use that in improvisations? How can you use that in other songs that you play? Because that's what it's all about doing. Now, I hope that was useful. Uh, These are all songs that I teach quite regularly, so if you were interested in just hooking up and going through one of these, having an online session, just hit me up, let me know. Guys that are on the subscription podcast, we will be looking at some of this stuff uh, as we move through our um, through our course at the moment, all about improvising better blues playing. I hope everybody enjoyed the free blues lesson. If you're not on the mailing list, you won't have received it. So make sure you sign up to the mailing list. As soon as you put your your email address in over at thebluesguitarshow.com, you'll get a free download of a lesson all about playing better blues. And it all follows along with some of the similar stuff that we do here on the podcast. Um, have a great week, everybody. I'll catch you all next time. And cheers. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.